have to fucking Urban Dictionary this shit right now. I love Urban Dictionary. They think they have it figured out, and they don't. There'll, there'll be some, like, fucking real deal New York slang that only New Yorkers know what it means, and Urban Dictionary will butcher it. Get the fuck out of here. Mile High Club, having sex in an in-flight airplane, technically while at least a mile above the ground, meaning this shit can literally be a mile off the ground, at the very least. And if you fuck on it, you're in the Mile High Club. Wow. My girl teaches me new shit all the time. Love, happiness, joy. Mile High Club. Mile High Club. Wow. Why didn't we? Why didn't we? We did it everywhere else. Why didn't we do it on the plane? I went on a plane this past week. And, uh... I was, for those who know me, I was a fucking wreck about it at first. Like, years earlier in my life, like, a couple years earlier. And my girl makes me feel safe, as soft as it sounds, you know? She makes me feel safe. She's, she's like, just her and, and her, her, her vanilla aroma, candle-loving bitch. She makes me feel safe. Vanilla on the outside, lavender on the inside. Everybody's got to have one. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm down. I'm, I'm ready to go on a plane. Let's get it. And like, I got on that plane and it did something to me when we got to DC and we fucking literally, we fucking everywhere you could think of. And she was like, you know, we couldn't do it on the mile high club. And I was like, what is that? And she told me and I was like, Well, why didn't we? I was having a tough time on the second plane. Why didn't we do it on the second plane? Fuck. Blown away, bro. Mile high club. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47 of Jimmy's Diner. Brought to you by Solita Soap. My name is Jimmy. change it because i'm like that with my anxiety i always want to change shit around and it's fucking annoying i i come at my girl about it when she does it like i don't come at her but i'm like babe why don't you just fucking chill out take a chill pill relax and fucking just let shit be for once but i'm the same way i like to fucking change shit all over all all the time shit that i used to hate my mom do to me when she would just fucking come through the room and be like here's your shit put it over here and i'm like bro the room was just this way now you're gonna put it fucking this way Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. My stepmom would do that shit all the time. We used to fuck. Oh, my God. We hated that shit. Guys, I'm fresh off of a 27th birthday. (laughs) Those who care, if you're fucking too late, my Venmo is NYMAJimmy. My cash app is James Luca. That's a joke. Who the fuck is that, like, much of... 
a douche to actually put their shit out there and be like, it's my birthday, cash at me. Get the fuck out of here. I hate that shit. I'm not even trying to like be a hater or nothing, but bro, but I mean, do what you want. I always say that on the podcast. Do whatever the fuck you want. Oh my God, I'm fucking scratching the shit out of my ear. And it just feels like sex. All right, cool. Wow, that felt really good. I'm in fucking home mode right now, if you guys see it on the YouTube. I got my fucking... I got my Pokemon t-shirt on. I got my fucking NASA shorts. I got some spooky IT socks. IT. For those who uh, love working with computers. That was a bad dad joke. Get the fuck out of here! (sighs) Fresh off a 27th birthday, bruh. And you know what? It was fucking lit. I cannot complain. I hopped on a plane, which I've wanted to do for so many years, and not to sound all fucking woke on motherfuckers and shit, but 2020 has most definitely been the year for, I think for everybody, it's been the year for conquering fears, for fucking literally looking at fear in the face and saying, yo, you ain't gonna fucking bring me down. It sounds corny, but it's true. I mean, 2020 hasn't been easy on anybody, especially people with anxiety, people who who normally already f- live their lives in fear. We are facing a pandemic. We are facing a crazy election season where it literally feels like shit's going to pop off no matter who wins. It's not a good time, but I made it the best time. It's great. Um, I was, it was, it was Wednesday night, Wednesday night, my fucking, my girl took me out to, uh, tits. I love tits tavern in the square. It's like the only like chain spot that I'd go to right now. It's so good. It's, I can't even believe it's a chain spot. It feels like a local spot every time I go in there, even though I'm sure they freeze all of their shit, but I'm not going to think about that. I'm still going to enjoy tits. And I'm also going to enjoy other tits. But that's a conversation for another time. Tits was awesome. She took me out. My daughter was there. Eh, she's kind of a fucking pain in the ass right now. You know, you go on a trip, right? You go on, a, you go on one trip. You go on one fucking trip. And you get away from your daughter for a little bit. And then you come back. And then she's just acting like a whole other fucking person. And sometimes you just got to fucking... <clears throat> With them back into shape. That's all you got to do. But. After tits. She. They, they kind of like. It was cute. Her. My friend Alex. Who was on the podcast. My boy aunt. Who was on the podcast. Like. They were all. They all try to like surprise me. And it just didn't work. Because I. The anxiety in me kicked in. And I was like, I don't really want to go out after tits. Can we just go home and watch Harry Potter and, like, fuck or something? And then she was like, no, no, no. I want to go out. And then, like, she got nervous. So she hit up these two people. I think Alex and Aunt, And then they both were like, yo, you coming out? And I was like, ha-ha, surprise ruined. So, But the night was dope. My old fatty was there. He's also been on the podcast. This shit was amazing. But... At some point in your life, clearly 27, you become an old man. And I probably lasted till about like 10, 10, 30 that night. And I was like, huh, I got to split. I got work tomorrow. And I don't want to be here on my birthday. I just want to be in bed. 
I didn't even get my freak on, like nothing. I just wanted to go tackle my bed and put my face on some titties. And that's all it takes sometimes. That's all it takes. Am I going to get a nut off? No. Am I gonna get a am am I gonna get rock solid hard? Maybe a little half chub. I'll wake up hard the next day, but sometimes all it takes is to rest your head on some tits. That's it. That's it. So that was lit. Then the the ultimate birthday present to myself. I wanted to face my fear, and that's what life is about. We're all going to have fears. It's what we do. I don't fucking... I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Matt, Matthew McConaughey. Love that nigga. And I want to read... He, he's he got a new book out. Want to read it. I'm not going to waste my time fucking listening to the Kanye one. I heard like the first 10 minutes and I was like... <laughs> Nothing that dude says makes any sense. I feel like he just talks to talk. But... Matthew McConaughey said something that was so relatable. He was like, you know, fuck, like the people who who say fuck fear, like fuck those people. Like, what do you mean fuck fear, bro? What do you mean like fear, like fear? It's not fuck fear. Fear exists, right? Fear is there. It's always going to be there. You're going to be scared of something, whether it's getting on a plane or relationships or fucking oatmeal or fucking owls or the exorcist. If you're me, whatever, bro. You are always going to have fears, whether they're very deep trauma, you you know, deep like like um, shit that comes from trauma, anything. You're going to have fears. It's about what you do with them. It's about what you do to conquer them. And in 2020, in the year of I think mentally, I said, aside from meeting somebody, because I got to give my girl a lot of credit, like she make, like I said, she makes me feel safe. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have somebody like that, great, relatable. If you don't, you will find somebody like that because there's somebody out there for everyone. But aside from her making me feel safe, I think this was the year when I said, there's a fucking shit ton of shit going on. And if I made it through all of the shit ton of shit going on and I went through what I went through, then this is the year that I'm going to get my ass on a plane. And if I fucking bug, I bug. I hit up the therapist. I hit up the psychiatrist. Boom. A little bit of Ativan. Call my dad. Of course, he's like, you know what you take with that little bit of Ativan? A mimosa. I get to the airport. The bars are closed. No mimosas. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? So you're telling me that I can't pop a pill against my doc against my doctor's orders. I can't pop a fucking pill and have a mimosa. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. That really pissed me off. Fucking COVID. COVID took away everything from me. And I get to the airport and guess what? Fucking signs in front of every single thing. Oh, we're very sorry, but due to COVID, dude, suck my dick. Keep the shit open. Do you not know what's happening outside of the airport? They're doing dine-in. They're doing dine-in. They're not doing takeout. They're not doing fucking dine-outside. They're doing dine-ins. What are you doing closed? You're an airport. This shit's filled with COVID already. There's nothing you can do about it. 
Give me the mimosas. Get the fuck out of here. That pissed me off. But other than that, I was Gucci. I woke up. I had a little bit of chamomile with a little bit of honey. Right? I fucking took a couple of drags of the, of, of the uh, CBD, CBD shit. And we got to the airport. And before we got to the airport, I popped half of the Ativan. Just half. I just wanted to see where I would be. It didn't feel like it was doing much. My nerves felt like they were just like crawling through my skin. That fucking Linkin Park song. Hold up. Crawling in my skin. These wounds, they will not heal. Wow, could you tell I cut myself in middle school? TMI, but that's what this podcast is all about. If you cut yourself in middle school, give me a hell yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, what is wrong with me? Who fucking let me podcast ever? I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Such a good song. Dude. So, that half Ativan did not do anything for me. So, I get to the airport. I go take a leak at first. My girl's doing the whole check-in shit. She gets our boarding passes. We're on our way to the, we're on our way to the, I guess I didn't do, I did okay, all things considered. Because when I'm having anxiety about shit, I have anxiety about like how, so I have anxiety about stupid shit. Like I'll get anxiety about like not eating. Like if I woke up and I'm already anxious, I'm like, shit, I didn't eat. I I don't have any like proteins or fucking electrolytes in me. I'm definitely going to be worse on my anxiety. And I didn't eat that morning. So all things considered, I did pretty good. Um, we get to the we we get to the airport. I said that part. I took a piss. My girl gets the boarding passes. We go to the gate. I'm like, huh, I gotta go take one of my notorious shits right now. A couple minutes before boarding. Awesome start. My girl's like, that's bullshit. This dude fucking takes 48 minutes every morning when he takes his morning shits. We're going to miss this flight. I guarantee that was what was going through her head. But my girl loves me. She's cool, calm, and collected. If she's feeling anything, she keeps it to herself. She tells me later we laugh it off. Boom. Healthy relationship. So. We fucking, I'm, I'm in there. I'm taking my shit. And this is the thing, bro. What makes my shits take mad long, and this is why I need a fucking uh, a bidet, is I need that tushy shit. Is for whatever fucking reason, bro, I can't I can't just wipe like one to four times. It has to be like 78 times. And then literally at the 78th time, I'm like, you know what? This piece of paper right here still has shit smothered all over it. I give up. I'm going to walk around with a dirty ass at this point. It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck. So that's what happened. I fucking, I wiped as well as I can at the airport. My girl's like, oh, we're boarding soon. I'm like, you know what? Sips my fucking pants back on. I think I had sweats because I was trying to be cozy as fuck. I was like, let's, let's fucking get it. I popped the other half. 
Jesus take the wheel. We're fucking walking on this plane, dude. Automatically, all the reasons for my anxiety to kick in. I get on this plane, I'm like, fuck. JetBlue. First impression, I'm like, dude, there are there is a there are two rows of two seats. So that's how small the plane was. And I and my friends all told me later on, yeah, those fucking hour flights or whatever, that's how that's how big they are. They're, they're not that big. So we walk to our seats, we sit down, I'm like, cool, screens, whatever. We sit down. I FaceTime my aunt for a prayer because I'm still 11. And I'm like, bro, I need a prayer right now. Please pray. I like don't go to church anymore at all and shit, but whatever. I never pray, period. But you know what? Right now I'm going to ask you to pray because that's just what happens when that, you, you know, you fucking you get a little desperate. Not that I don't believe in God and not that I don't believe in prayer, but when do I ever being real on this podcast right now? When do I ever? I was like, you know what? If there's any time that I'm going to fucking start calling out to God, it's going to be on this plane. So I call my aunt. She says a prayer. I'm like, yo, this is it. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. Takeoff wasn't a big fan. Wasn't a big fan. I'll be honest. Um, I don't think a lot of people are. There was a lot of things that people told me they weren't fans of. I heard takeoff. I heard turbulence. I heard landing. My boy Nino made a pretty decent point, even though I didn't agree with him at, at the end of it all. He said that the, you know, he didn't like the, he didn't like the landing. And, um, the takeoff with JetBlue, I love JetBlue and I'll tell you why. The takeoff, it didn't take too, too long. We fucking, it was, it was pretty smooth. Um, I didn't like this. We we're taking off and this like back this, this tilting back thing to get up in the air and shit. I was kind of like my I had the pit in my stomach because it was the first time I experienced it in, in in quite a while. The last time I flew was I was five years old. So I, you know, like it, it's kind of like flying for the first time to me. So I have this pit in my stomach, and at this point the window is open and I'm like fucking I half close it and I do this thing in my head where I'm like I I side eye to my girl. And she doesn't know that I side-eyed her. And I'm like, nigga, you can't look this pussy in front of your girl. Put that fucking window up and look out the window and go through it. So I said, you know what? You're fucking right, voice in my head. I put the window back up and I fucking looked out and I fucking dealt with it. And guess what, bro? I ended up fucking with it. And then I let go of my girl's hand just a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I fucking got it. I appreciate that you're here, but I got it. And then the plane does this fucking tilting thing, and I see the shit tilt, and I'm like, yo, what is happening? And I squeeze my girl's hand again, and I'm like, guess what, babe? I'm pussy again. And it's fine. It's fine. So, other than that, the flight was amazing. I thought it was dope. Once we got in the air, I was like, yo, this is fire. This is fire. And let me tell you something. During the um, takeoff, my playlist, you will die at it, right? My playlist is called Flight Anxiety. I'll make it public just so you guys can laugh at it. Flight Anxiety by James Luca. I'll make it public. It's a whole mess of hopefully calming shit. I've got fucking, like, legit, I got, like, classical music on here. I got 
shit from like shows and movies. I got shit from Watchmen. I got Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, by the way, he's epic. He does Dark Knight. He does Inception. He does Interstellar. He's done Batman vs. Superman. I got John Williams up in this bitch. Fucking Jurassic Park, E.T., Star Wars. Like, I got all types of shit on this bitch. Shit that if my fucking headphones accidentally fell off and somebody picked them up, they'd be like, bro, you're fucking weird. You shoot up schools. You're fucking, you're gay. Like, they would assume all these things about me. And I'm just like, no, I have anxiety. This is what calms me down. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it, like, puts me in a place of, like, you know, I really, really love these movies. And and not just the movies, but, like, that music calms me down. And my girl actually, like, caught me by surprise. She wrote me this, like, cute little thing for my birthday and was, like, Re- a couple of reasons why she loved me or whatever. And, and it was like, I, I love like how you like hum these like music from movies and shit. And I was like, what? It's one thing to be like, you know what? Cool. It's another to be like, I love that. That was dope. That was cute. For you to appreciate some shit like that. I'm just like, wow. Um, I didn't like the flight back. I don't know what happened. I'll get there. Um, I'm hopping all over the place, but I'll get... Actually, I'll just hop ahead. So, on our way back, the day we left D.C., there was, like... We walked we, we walked around a lot that day. Ta- my, our friend Talene helped me figure out. We walked around a lot that day that might have, like, had me a little whatever. I thought the night flight was going to be a little more calming, and I heard from people that the flight back is always better because you went through the first one. Let me tell you something. Once I got over again, once again, once I got over the fucking takeoff, I was like, bro, this is tit. This is awesome. Speaking of tit, every time my girl felt like I was a little like whatever, she grabs my hand and just placed it on her boob. And I loved it. It was amazing. That's all I needed. I think scientifically boobs do something for you. And like, yeah, I was calm. I was calm as fuck. And it made it even better that she was like, here, feel free. The kitchen is open. It's yours for the taking. Don't like that one? Grab the other one. Fucking Mile High Club. I'm so pissed off that I didn't partake. So, fuck American Airlines, first of all. No TV. I think there was a lot of shit that just like had me like, what the fuck is this? I'm just going to bug out now. I don't want to be here. <laughs> That's how my anxiety works. I'm out, if I'm out somewhere, bro, and I don't want to be there and I'm still there, I'm going to have anxiety. So I did. Naturally, I just leave. It's called flight, uh, fight or flight. Talk to a therapist once in a while. On a flight, I can't leave. Now you can't leave. You ever watch Bronx Tale? That's what that is. I can't fucking leave off. I can't jump out of an airplane, bro. It's not safe. I know that I can't jump out. So I'm like, dude, walking through the day of the flight back. We're walking through D.C. We're doing all the shit. The Spy Museum. Amazing place. Amazing place. I loved it. I was in fucking heaven. I was like a kid in a candy store. I grew up loving 007. I didn't know these motherfuckers actually existed. So we did that. Then this is the part that might have like stuck with me for the rest of the day. 
I'm walking around the White House and shit. And but mind you, I didn't tell my girl about this. She's gonna hear this podcast and be like, "Babe, really? You don't tell you got like I thought you told me everything. Whatever. I forgot. Sometimes I forget to tell you shit, and I'm sorry. I love you. Um, the night before, and I think it was because the day before we went to DC too. I had this like apocalyptic ass fucking dream that we were in DC and it was just like some purge shit, but it was like fucking Biden people and Trump people just fucking mauling each other, bro. And I was just, I woke up a little fucked up. We went to the spy museum. I was Gucci. I fucking, we leave the spy museum. We go to DC for another, for another, um, for the other part of it. Cause then the day before we did like the, the national mall, basically which was amazing. I loved it. It was cold as shit, but it was so good. And um, we go to the, 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 before the flight, we go to um, the White House, the back of it. And bro, it's blocked off like fucking crazy. And the last part that's blocked off, that's right in front of uh, what, what is now Black Lives Matter Plaza and this is the thing, like, all of this shit, I'm a very, very emotional person. Like, if you guys didn't already know, if, you, if you've if you been listening from day one and you're on episode 40, 47, then you know. I feel everything. So just seeing something as simple as the fact that something like Black Lives Matter Plaza exists, I'm like, holy fuck. And then... um. And then the whole fence that's, like, the final fence that blocks off, like, the White House, it's just, like, a bunch of Black Lives Matter shit, anti-Trump shit, and there's people, there's there's old people just, like, standing there. They've been standing there for, like, the last 50-something days or whatever. They have a countdown to, like, the election, and they're just chanting all these anti-Trump things, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, drawings of like disrespectful shit towards Trump in front of the White House. I feel a way towards Trump, okay? I'm not a fan of fucking Trump. Hate is a strong word. I don't fuck with the guy. Um, I respect anybody who doesn't. I respect anybody who supports him. Come at me if you want, bro. I it, it's it I'm an emotional person. I'm a lover first and like it's hard for me to have hatred or or Malice towards somebody. I just can't. You people make me fucking sick with like how much you bicker and how much you really come at each other and almost hate each other on social media or just in general. I don't know. Like, yeah, bro, if I wanted to really tap into like how aggressive I can get, I can really be like, yo, fuck Trump and his supporters. But that's not me. That's not me. I'm sorry. Do I think Trump is racist? I kind of do. Yeah, I do. I kind of, I do. I'm going to keep it a buck. But am I going to fucking, like, think every single Trump supporter is racist? Absolutely not. I have friends who voted for Trump. I have friends who voted for Trump who I wouldn't consider Trump supporters because they're not fucking driving around with a fucking flag on their truck looking like they're fucking gay. And I hate using that word, first of all. I don't... I'm, I'm not one of those people who just use the word gay, whatever... I just think that when you are passionately doing something like that, 
like marching or or whatever. And I'm not talking about George Floyd, Black Lives Matter or 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 shit that is important. Like what's happening in Armenia or Black Lives Matter when when something unfortunate happens or whatever. Okay? I'm talking about like supporting Trump, supporting Biden. When you're fucking hoorah, fucking flag on the truck or fucking running through the street with a Biden mask on, you're gay. You are gay. There is a month called Pride Month, okay, where gay people fucking unite and they have marches and raves and all this shit all over the place. That's their thing. When you do some shit like that for a guy who doesn't give a fuck about you, you're gay, and it's so much worse. Leave it to the leave it to Pride Month, where you know what they actually have a right to do so because they are gay. You, on the other hand, you, you're gay. You'll probably be heated about me be calling you gay because you're a fucking Republican, but you're gay. I just had to get that off my chest. I think it's so stupid. Anyway, back to DC. The fence is just. Covered, covered. Just down the rest of my tequila. That's why I'm going off right now. I'm being aggressive. Just disrespectful shit. This is the point I was getting at. Very disrespectful drawings, paintings, whatever of Trump in front of the White House. It just like the emotional person in me thought right away. And fine, whatever. Fine, fine. He's a piece of shit. But just the thought that I'm not saying it in a defensive way. I'm saying it in in a way of just the thought that we live in a time where I'm walking by the White House as a fucking, you know, as a proud. I bought a motherfucking uh, president of the United States, Washington, D.C. White House cap from over there. It's dope. I'm I'm like that. I'm a tourist. I, I fucking bring back shit that reminds me of the experience. As a tourist, as somebody who's walking by, to see that the White House is not only blocked off and swarming with fucking more police and shit than usual because of how bad the climate is, right? To see disrespectful pictures of our president, it just reminds me of this time that we live in. I couldn't stop saying it to my girl in Tallinn. Like, I was just like, yo... This is insane. These are crazy times we live in. Like, I'm going to tell Alexandria about the time that I walked in front of the White House and there was just fucking pictures of Trump, like, that I can't even really describe to her until she's a certain age. And that's insane to me. Um, so that sat with me. That, that, enough, that is enough to sit with me before this flight. Then we get to the airport. And there's a fucking delay. All you hear on the TV is shit from CNN about Trump. And I'm just like, more reminders. I think there was a lot on my mind because I loved the first flight. We get in the airplane, bro. No, t- no TVs. Um, and I love the TV on JetBlue because it, sh- it had a little GPS. I'd like to know where I'm at. It had a nice little GPS type thing where it showed you where you were at, the elevation, the miles per hour you were going, and like fucking how, you know, where you were at. This plane had zero fucking, like zero TV, zero monitors or whatever. Um, We get on, 
And I'm, I was freaking out the whole time. Oh, the takeoff was definitely more rough. It was longer. It was more rough. Um, maybe my, my girl told me maybe it's the night thing. I don't know. I, I think maybe it might have been the night thing. I don't know. I, maybe maybe it, it, it was cool to, like, wake up in the morning, have my tea, go and, and see the sun rising. Maybe that's a little more relaxing than nighttime. Nighttime, I don't know. Like, I was also, I know in my head I was also like, bro, it's nighttime. What if this nigga just falls asleep? Like, it's just crazy shit. You know, anxiety is a really fucking crazy thing. If you don't understand it, it's very easy to just be like, oh, you're fucking nuts. Like, why do you think like that? Why can't you just think this way, bro? If it was that easy. I would have fucking had it figured out when I was like 16, but it's not so. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to do an ad. And then we're going to get this shit. On and popping. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy's Diner is brought to you by Solita Soap. Solita is a local skincare and soap company specializing in organic products for your skin and beards. Is this the right ad? Yes, it is. Get some of my favorite essentials like their shea butter and beard hood sets. Hit the link in my bio, and when you're done shopping, use promo code Jimmy's Diner at checkout. That's promo code Jimmy's Diner at checkout. Also, this is my own thing. Off the top of the dome, I am extending the pre-order. The pre-order is on until, this. I think, about the 6th. On the 6th, I will physically have these shirts available. But... All pre-orders extended. This is extended. Don't ignore my post. I'm extending the fact that half of all pre-orders are being donated. Half of all pre-orders on my long sleeve Jimmy's Diner shirt. If you hit the link in my bio and you and you hit shop, you'll go right to it. Half of all pre-orders on those long sleeve short uh, shirts are being donated to Armenia Fund. I am waiting for more. We have a lot of purchases from the Armenian community, from people outside of the Armenian community um, who are purposely, these people can wait to like physically get the shirts, but they know they did their research. I've had people hit me up and it's dope. Do your research, cop a shirt. Half of all sales will be donated to the Armenia fund. And this is going on until I physically get the shirts, which I think as of right now is November 6th. After that, I'm just going to sell them. So let's get this shit popping. Um, it, I will take a minute to remind you to look into what's happening in Armenia. Um, another ceasefire was broken. And at this point, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you really, really think that if, if you really have a sense of doubt of when you do your research where you're, you're sitting there saying, well, I don't know. It, it sounds like, you know, it's both sides and blah, blah, blah. I'll break it down to you like this. And you could, I don't have to break it down. You could look at it on a map physically. Armenia is so small. What is left 
of Armenia. And when I say what is left is because if you don't know, because they have not taught this is they have not taught this in school. I didn't even know until I did the fucking research myself. The Armenian genocide. Look it up. Google it. There was more when it comes to Armenia. Now there is barely anything. And there is another country trying to do the same. You're going to sit here and tell me that Armenia is the aggressor. That Armenia is doesn't have a right to defend themselves. They are fighting like hell, and they are losing people, and it's not fucking rocket science. They are outnumbered because of the fact that there is yet another country, for all intensive purposes, trying to pull off another genocide. And what happened after the first genocide, and still happens to this day, is we as human beings sit there and ask, how could we let this happen? Who let this happen after the Holocaust, after learning about things like just like the Armenian genocide that weren't taught in school, like the Tulsa massacre, like the AKA black wall street back to the Armenian genocide. Every time we learn about something like this, we sit there and ask ourselves, how did we let this happen by sitting on our asses? knowing that it's happening, and doing nothing to spread awareness. Doing nothing to donate, protest. If you can't protest, do the other two. Donate and spread awareness. One of the ways is to cop a shirt. But other than that, fuck my shirt. My shirt aside, I will fucking throw these out. Honestly, this is how I feel about this shit. I'm a lover of all people. This isn't about my girl. This isn't about my boss, for those who know me personally. You have to be open-minded about this. You cannot be ignorant about this. This is real. And there is no pick a side. There is one side. And there is the right side. Armenia has gone through this already. There's no need for them to go through it again. We've had the question of how could we let this happen. Let's not have that question sit with us and for our children when they read this in history books again. And you know what? I'm going to have a fuck another fucking bad dream because I feel strongly about this shit. But you know what? It has to be talked about. And I'm going to talk about it until something is done every single fucking week. I'm going to do my part and I'm going to keep donating and I'm going to keep fucking doing my part and do yours, bro. Do yours. That's all I have to say about that. Um, fuck. This shit really fucking bothers me, bro. It does. I'm not even going to lie. What makes it worse is that we think we have it so bad in this country. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, shit, shit in this country can't be changed. It should be. But we think we have it so bad in this country and you look at shit going on like what's happening in Armenia and what's happening in, in Nigeria and you and we have it so fucking bad. We have it so bad. We could have it worse. We could have it worse. But we're fucking attacking each other about 
which fucking dickhead is better than the other. I voted. I voted. I voted. I could tell you who I voted for. I voted for Biden. I dragged my feet to vote for that motherfucker. Will I lose listeners? If I do, sayonara. Get the fuck out of here. My favorite sound clip for your bitch ass. I dragged my feet to vote for him. There are... One option is not any better than the other. That's my opinion. You can fucking sit here if you're a fucking Democrat, liberal, whatever the fuck... You can sit here and be like, are you serious, Jimmy? You might as well not vote for him, blah, 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 blah. Whatever the fuck you said. Trump's worse because of this. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. My personal opinion, I can't back a party that doesn't believe in science. I've said it on this podcast. And that's the last thing I'm going to say about this election and politics. Because it pisses me off that you people are so invested in something so stupid and something so divided that there's bigger shit going on in other places in the world. And I'll leave it at that. What I will jump on is a funny story in D.C. where my boy Seb, shout out to Seb. I get there. He's like, what do you smoke again? I'm like, Indica, bro. I have anxiety. I can't do the fucking head high shit. I need the body high. I love the body high. He got me some of Mike Tyson's weed. I didn't even know this nigga fucking had his own weed. It makes sense considering he's high all the time and he's like, wow, octopus. I got to find that video. That video is hilarious. I think this is the before I get into my fucking Mike Tyson weed story. I think this is the funniest fucking video in the world in human existence. Where are you? Where art thou? Oh, my God. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Listen to how this dude says octopus real quick. He's on like a Zoom call with uh, Action Bronson and they're, and they're high. Mike Tyson and Action Bronson. And they're talking about food. I just made some, <clears throat> some octopus last night. Wow, octopus? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one of the most, you know, that's an ancient creature. I feel like I, I like when you smoke DMT or when you do some sort of psychedelic. You... Bro, this shit gets me every time to a point where I hear somebody say octopus, I think of it. Wow, octopus. It's the fact that he not only has his lisp, like that's an old Mike Tyson jab. He has a fucking funny ass lisp. It's the fact that he fucking was so excited about it. Like, like my daughter, when she sees a ring pop, look at how fucking excited he is. I just made some, <clears throat> some octopus last night. Wow. octopus! <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of the most, you know, that's an ancient creature. I feel like I gotta, I, like. <laughs> Yo, oh my God. I get that excited about Calamari. Calamari squid, but it's the same shit. Bro, Mike Tyson is hilarious. Oh, fuck. Listen, my boy gave me some Mike Tyson weed. Um, I remember earlier, this is what's stupid about me. I remember earlier looking at the box, I was like, holy shit, 36% THC. 
This one's going to put me to bed. I know that when it comes to weed, like, I know the science of it. For somebody who, for somebody who doesn't smoke that much, I, I know a lot about weed. I try to tell people who smoke more weed than me, and they're like, nigga, you don't know shit. I know about weed. And indica doesn't necessarily mean that it's all indica. Everything has a little bit of everything. It just means that it's primarily primarily indica. But I didn't think of that. I was like, oh, this is an indica. It's 36%. It's just going to knock me out. So I normally when I go to the dispensary because I have my card, I fucking just get like just the shit that they have there, which is anywhere between 17% to like 20 something, 20, 24%, 26. I don't know. This dude gives me um, the box, and I'm like, 36%. This is going to put me on my ass later. Later that night, after I'm fucking done grilling and drinking already or whatever, I take, like, my first three hits late. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I want to feel it more. So my last two hits, I take the biggest hits possible. I don't respect it at all. Bro, my last hit, I fucking inhale the shit out of it. And I just start coughing like crazy. I have this crazy coughing fit. And my heart's just like. That's where it starts. That's where the anxiety starts. Every time. Every time I don't learn. Boom, 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 boom. At this point, I'm sitting at the table. There's a room full of fucking Armenian friends of my girl and Talene and Seb or whatever. And I literally just start putting my head down. And if you ever see me when I'm smoking weed in this position, I'm not good. Take my phone because I'll call the ambulance on myself or like just hug me and just put me to bed. I'm like this. I think I told my girl to get me like water or some shit. Then I disappeared into the bathroom. I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you're either going to die or you're going to put yourself to bed. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put myself to bed. I exit the bathroom. I go upstairs and I just fucking knock out. Classic Jimmy move. Just disappears and just knocks out. Dude, Mike Tyson's weed is fucking no joke. 36%. I completely forgot. I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking chief the shit out of this. I'm in D.C. Fuck it. When does this happen? It was it, it was bad. It was bad. It could have got real bad. But I just put myself to bed. Anytime that I've gotten, I got to I gotta thank God, man. Because, like, anytime that I've gotten, like, fucking really paranoid off, off weed, bro, like, I fucking just, I never, I mentally, I'm always like, I need to go to the hospital. Like, right now, I'm going to die. <laughs> but I never end up getting there because I just end up being like, you know what? I give up. I'm just going to fucking fall asleep. And if he. If he dies, he dies. And I just fall asleep. And then I wake up and I felt like I had the best sleep ever. And I'm like, why did I just get like that? Oh, God. What did I have on here? Oh, the shit story, bro. I had a fucking shit story with Seb. My boy Seb. I don't know why we were talking about fucking shit stories the next day. We were having mimosas. I had mimosas every day in fucking... Those people, man, they know what's up. My girl's fucking best friend and her mans, they know what is good. They know how to live. Every fucking day we woke up, we had a bomb-ass breakfast. 
We had mimosas to the face until like fucking 12, 1 o'clock, bro. It was the life. Honestly, it is. They know what's up. We were fucking talking about shit stories. And I remembered a shit story of my own that I wanted to share with you guys. I shared it with them. I wanted to share it again. Dude, I shat myself at a job on purpose. And it's honestly one of the most genius things I've ever done. And I would do it again if I could. I was working a job. I was like fucking seven. uh, I was like 18, 19 years old. It was one of my first jobs, Dave and Buster's. And I was throwing these farts. Like like when you're like sick or something's going on with your stomach and you're about to shart, you have a couple of farts that are coming out of your asshole that like are like warning shots. They're like the more they come out, the wetter they are a little bit. And they're like. The more they come out, every 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 so often that they come out, they're kind of like telling you, like, all right, bro, it's coming. Like, sooner or later, you're going to have to stop doing this shit or it's going to literally be shit in your pants. So what I did instead of prepare myself was I just kept letting them rip. And I even this is how much of a future Oscar fucking winner I am. Right. I even walked towards the bathroom. I told my bosses, I'm very dramatic. I didn't want to be at that job. I was young. You know, I'm not that hungry yet. I'm not hungry in my life yet. Like, I I was hungry, but I was also like, you know what? I don't want to be here. I don't need to be here. So I was telling my bosses, like, bro, like, my stomach's fucked up, whatever. They were like, just get through the shift, man. Whatever bosses say, you know, they don't give a shit until you shit, right? So I'm walking towards the back, like... Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, they see me. I, le- I make sure that they see me. I'm like, I got to go. So I'm walking towards the back area where the bathroom is. And I'm just letting them rip, letting them rip, letting them rip. Purposely, before I get to the door, I let that fucking one after the last warning shot rip. And I shit myself on purpose. And you could write this down and fucking let it be the thing that People like dig up on me later on in life. I shat myself on purpose to leave work. I did. Don't get me wrong. My stomach was fucked up, but it wasn't enough to have for my managers to be like, you can go home. So guess what I did? I took matters into my own hands and I shat myself. And I and I and you know what? I didn't even go into the bathroom. I turned my ass around. I went up to my boss and I said, hey, man. I was very dramatic. I said. Bro, I hate to say this, but uh, I shit myself. I didn't make it to the bathroom. You smell that? That's Yeah, it's bad. I got to go. All right, man, go. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Oh, shit, fuck. That's how you fucking leave a job, bro. It made me think of that scene in Horrible Bosses where he makes himself throw up. I made myself shit my pants just to leave work. A shift that honestly probably had like Honestly, no, it, pro- it it definitely, it was a double. It had like seven or eight hours left. I was like, this is not it. This is not it. I'm out. I was a busser. I was making like a whatever. Like, I'm out of here. I'm out this bitch. I'm not doing it. So, yeah. We're at 51 minutes. I think I'm pretty good here, guys. I mean, what else do I have to cover? Fucking elections in a week? Go vote. If you don't want to vote, I'm not going to hold it against you. Me, Percy, the guilt was sitting on me, and I was like, I got to vote. So, but if you don't want to vote, you don't have to vote. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jimmy's Dinah.
I'll catch you next week on episode 48. I don't know who I'm going to have. I'm going to stop announcing it. My girl told me to. And wifey's always right. So, no, nah, but I need to stop announcing shit. I need to just surprise you guys. So, she had a, she had a point. <sighs> have a good week. Have a good and safe Halloween. Get your fucking dick slicked if you can't go trick-or-treating. Um, yeah, bro. Oh, I lied. This podcast is not over. I knew I had something that I had to do. And for the sake of spooky season, because ho- because I said Halloween and just reminded me, for the sake of spooky season, I have to break down, like, the fucking worst hollow, the worst horror movie, the best horror movie of all time, but the scariest to me. I can't even, like, I can't even, I can't even, like a white bitch ordering a fucking pumpkin spice latte at seven in the morning. I can't even with the Uggs. I can't even. Bro. The Exorcist from 1973. Most people that I talk to, they fucking find it cheesy. They're like, get over it, whatever, grow up. This movie still scares the shit out of me till this day, right? And I just had to break down a scene. I just can't. I can't do it. I'm going to put on one scene. Oh, just seeing this bitch right now at this hour just gives me the fucking the heebie-jeebies. Oh, God. This sucks. I'm over here trying to find the fucking perfect video, and this just sucks that I have to do this right now. Oh, God. This sucks. Who signs on to do movies like this? This is so fucking bad. And I'm going to say, like, eight prayers before I go to bed because that's how bad I am about this movie. This is terrible. It's the fact that this bitch, like, legit just, like, stabs herself in the crotch with a fucking cross and just yells, like, just really bad shit. What? Dr. Klein. Yes, I'm Dr. Klein. This is Dr. Tanny. Sharon, things have gotten worse since I phoned you. What is it? What's happening? Stop! It's burning! See, I can't even watch this shit. They're rushing up the stairs. If you've never seen this movie, please do. I'm sure you have, and you're probably going to laugh at me like, this movie ain't even all that. They walk up in the room, and she's just... Lean back. Lean back. She's fucking rocking back and forth in the bed. They're just staring at her. I mean, I would stare at my daughter like that, too. Oh, my God, every time. Who would sign up? Keep away. This hour is mine. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Yeah, I can't. That scream itself just does something to me, dude. I fucking hate this movie. But I'm over here breaking it down for you guys just because, just because Linda Blair's crucifix. I hate this scene. I can't even look at it. I'm not looking at my phone.
this. Oh god. Oh fuck. Oh, she shoves her head in her fucking vagina. I just want to know who fucking makes movies like this. How was that a... Who makes movies like that? Who fucking in 1973 goes, Hey, Johnny. Or whatever the fucking director's name. Hey, Johnny, you know, it's a good idea. And the producer's like, and they're probably both high on acid and the fucking director's like, let's make a movie where in one scene, a girl's stabbing herself in the fucking clitoris with a crucifix. A winner. I was supposed to show you more of that movie, but I can't even fucking break it down because I'm so traumatized right now. Who makes movies like that? How is that normal? Director, whatever the fuck your name is. If you're dead, I have no respect. I'm sorry. I just can't figure out how you legit sat down at tea or at coffee or wherever the fuck you were at with the writers and the producers and said, hey, man, you want to make this movie? And you know what? You know what? I you know what's a really fuck William Fredkin, whatever the fuck your name is. If you're dead, probably deserved it, bro. You sat down at a fucking, at your little table read or whatever the fuck. The first time you presented the idea. Hey. Hey, guys. You know, it's a pretty fucking solid rad idea. As he's high on acid or some shit. Because who you got to be, right? The dude's a crackhead. Hey. You know, it's a pretty fucking rad idea. Let's make a horror movie. Where a little girl is possessed by the devil himself. And in one of the scenes, we will have her stab herself in the clitoris with a crucifix. And then to add more to this atrocity of a scene, we will have her shove her mother's face in her bloody vagina. Get the fuck out of here. This is that shit. This is that shit that made niggas like me not want to fucking sleep in his bed. And I would go fucking go to my mom's room and ask her if I could sleep in her bed. And she would tell me to fuck off like a real Dominican mom. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 47 of Jimmy's Diner. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy spooky season. Check out The Exorcist. Hate me for it later or laugh at me. I don't give a fuck. But enjoy your Halloween. Have a happy one. Have a safe one. And the election is next week. Who gives a fuck, right? I think I'll be talking to you guys when we figure out who won. And it's not going to matter because this is all going to shit. Have a good week. My name is Jimmy.